let's talk fateful findings. Okay? I cannot believe you want to talk about fateful findings. I cannot I believe you want to talk believe. about fateful findings. How could you I do cannot. this, Ezra? How could you do this? I cannot. Oh, I retire from. What was it? I'm going to look at the notes. I retire from being the. I, I retire. President of, of the, the bank? President of the bank. President of the bank. So for I retire. Oh I don't I think I might have sent y'all this quote. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to pull it up real quick because I think this is a cuz for those of you who don't know, this is a movie that's directed by a guy named Neil Breen who and written and produced and, written, and, written, and, and produced. He cast and starred and starred in <laughs> I, I cast, star, produced, written, probably also filmed in his home, which probably he did. He probably Built did. In his home, green screened it all, everything. Mm-hmm. Probably a caterer as well. Um, but what I, for it, it's it's up there as far as just hilarious awfulness, like the room from Tommy Wiseau. But a friend of mine uh, shared a quote with me, and I don't know if it was his exact quote or a quote that he found online, but it, it it's it's brilliant. I have heard it said. That Tommy Wiseau is an extremely confused foreigner trying to understand America, while Neil Breen is an alien attempting to understand humanity. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes so much sense now. Now I'm understanding why his movies are the way they are. After that, he's trying to function. He's trying to function like a human being, but unfortunately, he can't. And I don't know <laughs> how, well. especially when he's trying to smile, and it it just it's the most <laughs> creepy looking smile I've I've seen since Jack Nicholson. It's it's really weird. We don't want to spoil anything, but spoilers, just in case you want to take the time to look at this masterpiece of a film. <laughs> masterpiece. Please please yes. don't try to put it. Please don't try to put too much thought while you're watching it, because your head will literally explode. Uh, or at least get close to. <laughs> IMDb rated at 4.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 47%. And Letterboxd, 2.5 out of 5. Those are kind numbers. Wow. <laughs> that that really surprises yeah. me. I think there are people who rated it because they just loved how bad it was. So they it's gave so it a 10. It's so bad that it's so good. Yeah. And if oh, yes. if any of you listeners are going to watch it, just don't feel so bad for the books that get thrown around so many times and all the oh, laptops the poor that laptops. get the poor There's so laptops. many props that get destroyed so or many thrown props. in this movie. It really hurts your heart, honestly. You feel you feel so bad for these props. You feel you feel more for the props than you do for the people, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, number one, the people are usually stupid in this movie or their their mindsets and decisions and arcs make very little sense so you kind of want bad things (laughs) to happen to most of them due to their negligence but the props the props have done absolutely nothing wrong even the laptops they're never even turned on they're just they're just up they're just they they Yep. You know, you, you could tell that there's no light from those computers. So when he's typing away, there's nothing there for him to actually look at. He, it, it, he's not really making anything on screen happening, and he's supposed to be a fucking hacker. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to hack into the government. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gov- the, gov- the government. The government. The government secrets. I have hacked um, into all the government secrets, and I know everything. And I'm Neil Breen, and I am the most fantastic person alive. I and am... he likes to repeat things twice at least most of the time. Oh. Most of the time. For his character, yeah. For his character, he's always saying things like. I cannot believe you committed suicide. I cannot <laughs> believe it. I I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you I do this? Get you out of this? How could one, you buddy. commit suicide? <laughs> Literally, that that is the acting level. Maybe even a little less. I really. <laughs> oh, it's I even really, less than what I gave. I really do think Neil Breen might be the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I honestly feel better as an actor <laughs> watching the movie. I honestly do. Like, at least I'm not like that. <laughs> it's true. If you want to feel better about your acting, just watch a Neil Breen movie. You will feel so intelligent. You'll be like, wait, what is the, what is the, the character? How are the characters interacting with other characters? What are, what are their connections with them? Why is this plot not working so well? How are they able to teleport through a door? Who was that person with the shoes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... good, good luck answering that one. <laughs> That's like the biggest question of the movie. Who? What's the? Sh- who are the shoes? And who is the sniper? Who killed the sniper? Right. Good question. No, never know. I will. Never. Uh, the the only other thing I will say about Faithful Findings that has to be said is the ending is <laughs> oh fucking beautiful gosh. in the most funny way. <laughs> It is insanely funny because it's meant to be this big payoff, and it's it it I I don't I really don't know how someone oh. of that age and that maturity level thought this was not only a good idea and a logical <laughs> idea, but an idea to bring about because this just it just when you look if you ever to look at a script. And read what was on the pages for the last six minutes of Fateful Findings, I would have thought a kid wrote it. Literally a kid. <laughs> like a six-year-old. The way, the way people talk about themselves and react to the situations at hand, there is no way a living, mentally stable human being would have ever said something like this. No. And that's what just makes it even more hilarious to me. Is that I will say though we gotta put it like a trigger warning on this movie for people because there, there's plenty to be triggered about. Oh, true. Um, even if it is in like yeah, it's just badly written. Badly it is very tone. badly written, but I think that's what's kind of what makes it so hilarious. Is that? But in a way, yes, there should be a trigger warning. Technically, yes, because there is a lot of there is talks of suicide and suicide and but it's handled so poorly ex- random shots yeah it is all very handled true. very poorly so i really i really don't know if it will offend people i feel like because because especially of how poorly handled it is because there's a scene very early on that summarizes very well what your experience of the movie is going to be like and it involves a car i'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That <laughs> that was just kind of like bro, just speed up your uh walking a little bit more. Why didn't you 
Oh. Yeah. Yes. What Will said basically sums up the whole movie. And also, there's a lot of questionable editing. Oh my gosh, so much. Oh, don't don't mention the audio on some bits. You're just like, Ugh. am I listening to Ugh. an AC? Yes, I am. Oh my, yes. That's another thing. We we as voice actors, we start to pick up on a lot of these details with sound and such that when Fateful Findings has moments like that, it's almost like one of those things where you, you could have someone sitting in the room with you and may, they may not even notice, but then you're sitting there listening just going, why do I hear this pain? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the low, 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 low budget of this thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. I was thinking that I'm surprised that no one made a um, like a child version of Fateful Findings kind of like, I cannot believe this. I I cannot believe this. You know, just this the whole the whole dub. It's just dubbed in children voice. That would be funny. Child voice. That would act. And it would probably may be a decent movie. Minus like, well, there would probably excuse me. There might be some swearing changes. I think too, which would actually be kind of humorous. The the at the swearing part is someone else's voice. So it's child voice, and then the swearing part is like deep voice. A low like yeah. a, an adult a deep voice exactly. There you go. We should totally dub this movie. I was actually, I was thinking that. I was, I, as we were talking about it, I was like, we should totally do yes. this. Okay. If we do, if we do, who's playing who? Well, one of us can be the drug addicted wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, the, I'll be the drug addicted wife. Okay, cool. Um, I'll be the random doctor. You can be the doctor girlfriend and I'll be Neil Brain. Great. I'll try to be. I'll try to play it as yes. bad. Uh, I can either play it as badly as I can or as good as I can. We will. We will see what happens. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the girlfriend, the girl, not the girlfriend, the wife of the guy who was a drunk. Yes. Who just yelled all the time, like, "Stop being mean!" And threw soft pillows at him. So whiny. Oh god. Yeah, like stop. No. Insert throwing soft pillow when you could have thrown something harder at him. Yes, because a soft pillow will do so much damage. <laughs> I'm just laughing about the scene, just all of it with her in it and like shooting his car. And you just have to watch it, listeners. Yes. It's something else. I want to address social media and the pressures of social media and mental health because as an artist and as a voice actor, actor, whatever sort of creative field, we have this pressure on ourselves that we must post to be noticed. We must, we have to constantly be doing something in order to stay in the game, in order to feel that kind of almost accepted or we're in the community and we're actually doing something because we feel that if we're not, well, according to myself, if I feel like I'm not, then I feel like, I almost feel like a a failure. Like I should be constantly saying, hey, this and hey, that on social media. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I know I do. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, And I I think 
that's why for me anyway, I've kind of been on like kind of a hiatus. There are sometimes where I like post every now and again, but like just for the last couple of weeks, I've felt like I just need some time away and yeah, to just, you know, kind of focus on me, focus on my business and, you know, what I'm doing and there is so much pressure to want to have to be like on top of things and like telling people like, Oh, look at this, what I'm doing and I'm doing this and blah, 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 blah. And we live in such a world now where it's like, Oh, I need to tell you everything I'm doing at all times. Otherwise I'm boring and I'm doing nothing, which is not the case. Sometimes I'm just freaking busy (laughs) and, or I just, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to, care as much not that I don't care about like people who follow me um like I I want to be you know a light in the community and a, and a positive light for people um but at the same time there are times where I just need to step away recharge and kind of gain my bearings back on what I'm doing and not focus so much on what others are doing or or uh focusing on other people like helping other people and stuff like that which i mean it's a noble cause to help people a lot but uh it takes a lot of energy out of you to, and it almost takes a part of you it does to give to mm-hmm. you know whatever social media is out there and you can kind of get lost in it all and then you step back and you're like, oh, what have I been doing? I've been using up all my energy just to be on this on these platforms instead of actually kind of focusing on me and like working on my own goals and working at my own pace. Because <clears throat> you you can get so yeah. caught up in it, and it's 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 pretty detrimental to your mental health. Because um, then you start, you know, it's just it can get it just can get too much. I have, I mean, I, I've experienced that like recently and I've, I've uh, stepped away a little bit from social media, but it does take a toll on you. And when you think like, oh, I need to keep up with everyone else or I, I see people like getting roles and stuff and then it's like, oh, like maybe I'm not doing Oh, absolutely. I'm that, like, that not... I feel very much. Where you kind of feel almost left behind in a way. You do. You almost feel like, oh, I'm not hustling enough. I'm not I'm not where this person is or I'm not where I should be. I should be hustling harder. I should be doing this. I sh- there's there's supposed there's probably some sort of way to do this to get to there or you know, will I ever get there? Um it just it, it gets too much. I mean, even for myself, I'm not fully acclimated in the animation world I'd like to be a more commercial but when I do see you know people getting uh some sort of animation roles it's like how are they doing that it's such a, it's very hard I'm like will I ever get to that point should I be doing something am I not doing something that I should be doing at this moment am I not and and then you kind of get stuck in your head and it's just like it's a perpetual cycle of like Am I not doing this? Should I be taking classes every single day? Mm-hmm. Should I be investing in like, should I be tossing <laughs> all my money into these coaches and things and doing this and being like this way? And 
having this persona and, you know, and then it, it just gets too much. But, you know, the thing is, like, a lot of these wins you're seeing from people have been, like, them working their butt off for years and years and years to get where they are. Exactly. You don't see the behind the scenes. So what you see on social media is, like, oh, yeah, like, I just did this and I totally got it, like, because I just did it. It was, like, super easy. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, they're in that their um their booth sweating it out, um probably like frustrated and just and, like sweaty pits, and they're in the booth trying to read through the text, <laughs> and they're just like, sorry to cuss it, for listeners who don't like cussing, but like fuck, like I'm trying to do this and I'm working my ass off, and then, and then what people see on the, on the internet is basically like, oh, they just got it because they're uh, they're of importance or i mean maybe that might be there could be some sways of follower count or whatever but for the most part it's because they have done the work and they have been mm-hmm. doing it for a long time you just don't know that but it's this back and forth yeah. kind of thing plus there's a lot of factors that where all of those uh would could be true I remember having a class at one point where um, one actor got cast for a particular project rather than somebody else because they had more social media followers. But then there's also the stories of where someone had been working really hard at something and they finally got to have that role they really wanted. And there, there's many different avenues of where people can go with their careers and what they want to do as artists. And I have learned from multiple people and I've really tried to make this something that I've been doing myself is uh, don't pressure yourself to be like everybody else. Go about it at your own pace because you're learning in a way that makes sense for you. You are learning and doing what you need to do that works for you. Just because it's not the exact same way that this person is going through it doesn't mean what you're doing right now is not the correct way or correct correct fashion. I've been working on the David Miscavige stage play for a year. I have been working on other projects for the last few months that I cannot even talk about. And I don't even know if they'll be seen. But just because I don't post about them doesn't mean I haven't been doing something. And I've been doing one-shots constantly for months. So the only thing that I feel like if anyone is feeling like they're not doing enough, remember that what you're doing right now or what you're doing currently, it's still something. Even if it's just a little thing. Even if it's just like you, you worked on something for 10 minutes. You at least did something. And... There are days for me where even just working for 10 minutes is a fucking victory. Um, Even with David, like, I fucking love this show so much. And there, there have only been a few times where I thought to myself, I'm ready for this to be done. I'm just, I'm ready. And then something happens where I'm reminded of the joy that doing stuff like this gives me. Um... 
and I, I there's a lot I really want to do that I I really want to you know try to have some goals met before the year is over. There's a lot of goals I met last year that I never thought would be possible. Um, so the fact that I, I'm still doing what I'm doing and I may not be as prevalent with like casting announcements and other things, there's still things that um, I know that I am slowly getting to a point where I'm getting closer to where I would like to be. And you just you all you need to do is just go about things at your own pace because there's only one path for you and it's not the exact same as everybody else's. And I, I learning about that from multiple people has been a comfort, especially from people that are of a higher level of profession. Uh, because at some point it's gonna get to that point where next thing you know, you might be working just as often as they will. Or you might be not working as much, but still doing stuff. Just go about it at your own pace. Live your life and do what you want to do. And if you want to audition today, go and go ahead and try something. And if you don't, don't. There's always going to be work. That's the beautiful, most beautiful thing about voice acting. There is always something, especially for this last year. So the 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 the, the and the last thing I'm going to mention about social media, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great people out there. And luckily I follow and talk to a lot of them, including the two of you, which I feel like that's been a, a big help as far as me willing to stick around with social media and not, and not talk shit about it too much, especially since there are things that I know I don't like, um, that's out there. And I try to avoid or I mute or whatever. But there are things that are really good about it that you can make friends, you can make connections. I would have never guessed that I would have I would make friends with people that are part of a really well-beloved anime right now. I never thought I would call them my friends, but I am. And it's something I never would have expected a couple years ago. <laughs> Um, so just, this the sheer fact that there's all these different things that you can do and make friends the way you can. Um, if you could just treat it as going at your own pace, you're going to be feeling a whole lot better about what you're doing with yourself. And next thing you know, you could be in a video game and it's all led to it. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful advice, Will. Um, yeah, I would say the same thing. I have to constantly remind your, remind, not yourself, remind myself that, um, like it, it is my own pace and I, um, I can work as hard as I want to on one day and also take care of my mental health, make sure to keep myself healthy, um, but like you're you're still doing what you love even if you're you know if you want to do anime and you you haven't been cast in an anime yet you will get there keep taking classes keep meeting people sending out your materials to people that will listen and 
eventually the right opportunities will show up as long as you're prepared. And that's kind of what luck is when uh, the preparation meets opportunity. Also, so. also, I have to I really have to stress this. I really do, because I wish I wish my version of myself knew this a year ago. Know exactly what you want to learn and then figure out what classes you want to take. Because that will that will not only help you want to get stronger at what you are lacking, but also you can start to realize what are things that you're willing to invest in because that will help you save money on classes when you know exactly what you need to learn and improve upon. If you just want to do workshops just to kind of get some get a, an excuse to flex and work with professionals, that's a great way to do it. But when you take enough classes, there's going to be some stuff that's going to feel like it's – I've kind of learned this already. Maybe there might be a couple of alternate bits to where it's like, oh, I didn't even consider that. That's actually kind of helpful, and that may help you. But 95% of it will feel like I've already learned all this. So once once you're definitely at that point, definitely be very, very uh, focused on what you want to learn and improve upon. I'm currently taking uh, coaching lessons from a, a, a an incredibly well-trained singer, uh, Felicia. Um, I can't remember her last name off the top of my head, but Felicia Voices is what she goes by on Twitter, I think. Um, I learned a lot about where my weaknesses are as an actor and as a person, as far as my voice is concerned, because I grew up being the guy who would sing Pearl Jam songs like Eddie Vedder rather than William Nunn. <laughs> nice. So, and I, I would, I would feel uncomfortable just going, Jeremy Spoken Chris today, but saying it more like, Jeremy Spoken class today i don't like that but that's apparently what i need to work on because that's my natural range that's my natural speaking voice that needs to i need to get more comfortable with because once you start to realize those things that you need to work out and figure out that's when you're going to get better and hell i was actually watching castlevania not too long ago and i'm starting to actually pick up on oh that's why voice actors do that have y'all had those moments yet where you're like oh that's why they do that where they say inflections like that or do things like that in the past i have i can't pinpoint but yes i've had that moment where i'm like okay i know what you're i know exactly what you're doing there <laughs> it just kind of cl- it just kind of clicks it just kind of clicks and you'll find those clicks when those happen, just make sure they're not mouth clicks. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'm curious to know what the the scenario was for you mm. from Castlevania. Like, what okay, was the thing so that clicked? I remember um, a conversation between two characters. I don't want to spoil it because it's from the final season, which it's an amazing show. Um but I just remember the way they would, these two characters would banter back and forth. And they would just have where, instead of just saying, let, let, let me let me try a sentence here. Um, I don't think you know what you're fucking talking about. That could be the sentence. And the way they say it in the show could be like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. You could have something like that happen, or 
in some cases throughout the show, it could be like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Or you could have someone saying something along the lines of like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. It's just these different playing aspects where it's kind of hard to explain. But when you hear it, it's like, oh, and I did this with uh, a recording for that Now Voice This competition that uh, is going on right now. Um, You want to hear what I did? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. You will both recognize this 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 uh this meme. Everything ends the peaceful is willing to. The geography that I stands compares you superior. You underrated my ability is <laughs> what? the best the best dub did you, ever. Did you hear how did you hear how the peaceful is willing to was saying ability? I normally wouldn't say it like that, but because of how he is staring at ratio tile, Obi-Wan Kenobi in this case, um, he's looking at him and he's really distressed that you have underrated my ability. There's that little extra emphasis on ability because of how arrogant he is. And it's like, that actually makes a difference in the performance. So just... That I just I feel happy about that recording, and I can't wait to send that out either tonight or tomorrow because it's not due till like the end of Saturday. Um, but the third gathers backstroke of the West is the single greatest rendition of Revenge of the Sith ever, and it's my favorite meme of all time. That whole movie is a fucking meme, and I love it so so much. <laughs> and I had to pick that scene because it could fit within ten seconds if you trim out just a little bit of space. That was really well said, Will. I I agree with everything you were talking about with going at your own pace and not kind of worrying about anyone else, and also having a, a nice support system because. Sometimes it can be pretty hard by yourself to be like, yeah, I'm going at my own pace and yeah, I'm I'm doing it. But having that small circle who is also kind of cheering you on is a big thing as well. But yeah, what you said was beautifully well said. Thank you. And there's plenty of cheerleaders in the voice acting community and they they are wonderful people. Um and they they will they will make you feel happy whenever you pop up on social media. Um I, I definitely don't feel that way about Facebook anymore. I feel like Facebook is just... If I didn't have some of the groups I'm with that are voice acting related, I would probably get rid of it right now. Um, I like Instagram because people love my food. Um, and uh, those are... those are it's, it's a nice spot to see cool stuff and artwork. Uh, but I'm glad to be where I am social media-wise as of right now. Um as long as I don't, as long as long as I don't do anything, I don't want to do one there, because there's definitely where things will pop up and people get mad, and it's like, why, why waste your time or ruin your time with that when you should be happy doing what you're doing with friends? This was a really great conversation with both of you. Um, honestly, just kind of getting real and just talking about mental health, social media, ridiculous movies. I uh, hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. You can follow all of our social handles below. Kelsey, Will, do you have anything to add before we close it out? Just be you. 
I like the dramatic pause. The dramatic pause. pause was definitely a good one. I think it was more like the delay on, on my end. <laughs> it was like, dot, dot, dot. Just be <laughs> you. Um, I guess if I were to say anything, just um, enjoy your existence. Have fun. Do what you love. And when the David Miscavage audio stage play comes out via One Shot's D&D Carriage Podcast, please check it out. Enjoy all 73 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. Woo!